1: Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast. Due to Cole being absent for this one, that means unfortunately for your sake, you're stuck with me for the next 45 minutes or so, as I dissect the details of our 4-2 defeat to Leicester City. However, before you turn off, we have something in store that should make you want to stick around. John Duran wasn't the only debutant
2: this weekend, as making his first start for the Holtcast, I'm delighted to welcome James. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Not too bad. Disappointing result yesterday, but, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? All good. Yeah, and it's one that we'll we'll look forward to. We've also joined by someone else,
1: certainly not a debutant, in fact, an Ashley Young in terms of the whole cast, <laughs> a, a veteran around these ends. Simon, how are you? Uh,
3: not too bad, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, just disappointed after that result yesterday, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll get into it, I'm sure.
1: Wow, yeah, and I think there's only one place to start, really. You were at the game yesterday. What did you make of it as a whole?
3: I mean, that's, I said in the WhatsApp group uh, last night, I, I still can't really work out what i make of it i mean on paper you'd look at it and go it's a convincing you know win for leicester but i actually didn't think overall we played that badly i thought for the majority of the game we were in pretty much control of that and had you know quite a decent amount of chances but i mean you you can't really in the premier league you can't get away with gifting one goal to a team to gift four goals and all four were an absolute gift um you know, you, you kind of you, you're going to you're going to lose a game if if you do that, and yeah, it's it's just a it's it's a really weird one. You know, sometimes after a defeat and a heavy one, you're really annoyed and really angry with the performance. But as I say, it's, you know, it's four individual errors really that have cost us, and we had after we had more than enough chances to at least get a point, if not all three, from that. So it's just one of those really weird defeats where. You obviously you're always upset when your team loses, and it's not nice, but I I'm kind of I, I still think that there's positives that you can take away from it. And you know, it's it's it's, it's we're going to get results like this this between now and the end of the season because these the sort of the style of play that Emery obviously wants us to play, it's completely alien to the majority of that squad. And you know, when when he first went in the Arsenal, they, they took a bit of time to get going. And even, you know, it's on a different level, but when Pep first went into Man City, when Klopp first went into Liverpool, they there were teething problems in the initial stage. It's going to take a while, and for every good result, we get like the Tottenham away win or the Brighton one. And just unfortunately, we, we just, we, we're we going to have situations like this.
1: I mean, I completely agree. And James, looking on our our back four, uh, Simon mentioned it. you know, four goals
2: conceded and four goals gifted really to the opposition. What did you make of them? Uh, they were just sloppy and poor and preventable, weren't they? And it's something that you don't really expect from an Emery side to concede four goals so loosely because he's so tight at the back and... He's pragmatic at the same time as trying to be proactive. It was just, I, I didn't expect it. And it was kind of, I think that's probably what made it more frustrating, really, wasn't it? And I think it was a collective thing. I've, I've seen, obviously, you criticise individual players for being unaware or sloppy. But there was a bit of a collective issue yesterday, um, whether it was lack of communication, lack of awareness, lack of confidence, maybe. Sometimes they looked a bit scared on the ball because I think after that first goal, you can see in, in that manner. I think you lose that bit of confidence as well. You know, when you're playing that way, you have to be confident playing out because otherwise they will pick you off easy. I think second half we were a bit tighter. It looked like we sort of tried and tighten the tighten the lines. We dropped a player back into the back line to progress and it was obviously we weren't so susceptible on the on the counter then. But it was another goal where it was a simple ball to deal with really, wasn't it? And it just he lost concentration by the look of it. It was it was disappointing in that sense. But I agree with Simon and yourself that overall the, the performance was was good and that makes it even more frustrating because you know we weren't struggling for goals like a few people thought we might be after the January window. You know, we scored two goals. We should have scored more really, but the issues yesterday were defensively really. I mean, yeah,
1: both of you have mentioned it. And I think the thing that I'm getting most out of this is just simply lack of communication and teething problems. You know, we saw it with Man City today. I don't know if you saw, but they ended up losing the game due to trying to play out the back. So it can happen to even the best teams. Mistakes happen, and it's how we move forward from that now. um, You know, play the first goal, for example... Kamara you don't play it there with his back to three attackers so you know that's little details that Emery will work on moving forward James you mentioned our our going forward Watkins got his goal uh to begin with to set us off you know we've started quite fast at Villa Park on quite a few occasions and we did that again uh on Saturday and it was a really good goal I actually really enjoyed it um he used his work rate that he's known so well for to get in front of the defender when he probably wasn't favourite, and it was a nice little finish. How did you make of us going forward?
2: Yeah, I think we were we were pretty good. I wouldn't say we were excellent. Obviously, there was a couple of things missing at times, but as you said, it was it was a typical Watkins sort of goal, and I mean, it was almost reminiscent of the the Buendia goal at Tottenham. He was quickest to the rebound, um, and he makes something of it, and that's why I've always wanted Oli in the in the starting lineup because. gives you that edge you know whether it's his persistence or his pace and i think overall he was he was really good yesterday his hold up play was good you know he was getting on the end of things probably could have scored another one um but that's that's football isn't it (laughs) but overall i think our build-up play once we got past the first phase was was really good at times there was um a couple of good transitions um but it was like um, the, the time when Brindeer got past his man at the byline, pulled it back to, to Bailey, and it was just behind him. It was those little margins that made a difference that game. And it's just a process. The more that we keep doing this, the better they're going to get. And then we'll, we'll add more quality around them in the summer as well. And, you know, you'll progress and progress. And it was a game where we were 3-2 down and then 4-2 down, and I thought, oh, it's it's frustrating that, we've, that we're losing this. We, we should be winning. We have been the better team. But when you gift goals like that, that that's what happens. But I was pleased with the attacking play. Um, as I said, could have done more. But it's so much better than what we, we watched the first half of the season, season within a few games. So, you know, it's good progress still. Yeah, and Simon, I think one of the main reasons
1: that we looked so good going forward is probably Buendia's cameo. I think it was probably one of his best games in a Villa shirt, un- certainly under Unai Emery. Um, and then what I liked is that Emery brought Coutinho on at half time, something that, you know, making a double change at half time we haven't been too used to down at Villa Park, especially under the previous regime. What did you make of the substitution and how they both complemented each other?
3: Um, I thought well, Coutinho, he's a, a divisive figure, shall we say, amongst some Villa fans. I mean, he definitely, I think, could have done a hell of a lot more this season, some of the games he's had. But I mean, there was a, there was a moment in the second half yesterday where he got on the ball, really nice turn, and played lovely ball for Watkins, who really should have hit it first time. I think he, he tried to take a couple of touches. And then, so one of the things I really noticed with, with him, and to be fair, I think even at, at times with Gerard I did notice, he, he does get himself in nice little positions, but the ball just doesn't come to him quick enough. And it, sometimes, you know, and, and again, I say this sort of the carrier that, that he, he can do an awful lot more in games as well. But I often think he, sometimes he's probably a bit too, like one step ahead of some of the players around him and he'll get himself in a position where he needs the ball you know, instantly, and it takes two or three passes to get to him. And by the time it does, the opposition have seen where he is, and, and he's closed down, so his his impact can be limited there. Um, in terms of the other subs, I, one of the things I, I did find a bit strange was I don't think it really made much difference change and lead the fullback. I, I don't, I don't really see if there was much improvement. But then you sort of you got to do something, and we have limited options on the bench anyway, so you know maybe. I suppose he, he thinks Moreno and Cash are more sort of forward thinking and gonna give you a bit more of an overload out wide. And to be fair to Moreno, I thought he got himself in into some really good positions on quite a few occasions down the left. He he looks like um he could be a real attacking outlet for us. But you know, like like uh, James said earlier, we sort of is some some of the it's, it's that final ball and final decision-making at times that, that just lets us down in the attacking areas like with the Wendia when he pulled it back to Bailey. Um, yeah, there's, there's Watkins' chance in the first half as well when there's a nice bit of play between Dina and Wendia uh, down the left and, you know, really Watkins should be burying that as well. So there's yeah, there, there was sort of there were positive signs from from it, and and also the point that you made, uh, James, that we you know we need to we need to persist with it and and keep trying with the system. And we will improve, and that is the main thing. Like one one of the things that I was not necessarily pleased about, but was glad to see, was that. You know, even when we were losing 3-2, 4-2, two, two, there wasn't any thought from the, the players. You know, when the defenders got the board, it was like, you know what, let's just lump it long and hope for the best. Like, they were still trying to play the way the manager wants. And and I think that's the only way you're going to improve is by sticking with it, even if it's going if it's not going according to plan. Because, you know, if you keep reversing and, and trying to change your side of play, you're never going to get that nailed down. So I actually, in, in a weird way, Quite like what I was seeing from that, that you know, yeah, we're losing, but they're still trying to play that way. And so, yeah, there's 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 a lot of positives I think to work on, whilst at the same time acknowledging there is still improvements and to be made.
1: I'm just going to go back to the comment you made about Dinya and Moreno. Um, do you think, I, I mean, a lot of people were surprised to see Dinya start um, and then bringing, bringing him off at half time. You know, I, th- I thought Moreno made a good impact. Again, as as well as you said, you know, there's not too much difference between them. Do you think Moreno has now implemented that place going forward? Who do you expect to start against City? It's completely different opposition.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised that Moreno didn't start because um, he obviously started... The other week against Southampton, we got the win. So I was a little surprised at that. Maybe, you know, it's just still a case of he's still extremely new to the league and to the team. Maybe just, you know, needs a bit more time to settle in. But I I think going forward, I think you'll see Moreno starting more because I think just sort of the, the brief glimpses that I have seen of him, I think he looks more suited to the style of play that everyone's to implement. I think he's probably more comfortable uh, operating as a left back in that system of playing out from the back and and getting forward high up the pitch and being an option to pass, so I think he'll probably start more as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, and James, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back to the defensive mistakes. Although I don't want to, you know, completely ba- base this whole episode on on our undoings. Essentially, it was what ended up costing us the match. And one thing I noticed is Martinez. They ended up taking it round him on on three out of four occasions. I think, or was it? for one of them but a lot of times he ended up rushing at his goal going down quite early and them taking it round him do you think that's yeah. something that Emery has asked him to do or do you think that's a part of his own physical game that needs to be worked on
2: um that's hard to say but I think we were talking about this in um in our group chat on twitter the after the game saying that it feels like emmy is a bit easy to round at times which is you know he's a top keeper but i think all keepers do have this one weakness and i think that's probably something that leicester targeted i don't think that it happens three times as a coincidence you know players will try to either place it or lift it over a keeper they knew what they were doing with that so whether they targeted that when they when they got one-on-one um but maybe it's a weakness maybe that the, the, they're definitely wanting to come out quick off his line um he's, he's added that sort of sweeper keeper trait to his game recently and that helps because of the high line obviously but yeah it it was obvious that that was his weakness that game um I think he's improved a lot with his feet personally over the past few games his distribution's like been much better and I think that's probably just natural with the coaching that's happened and the style and the system and you know players that are options but yeah it was it was a bit of an issue but it was annoying that it got to that anyway you know those there's 10 players in front of him and it was too easy to get one-on-one with him so again it's it's a collective thing as well as it was a bit easy to to beat him yesterday no I completely
1: agree and you know I'm, I'm not one to sit here and and slate him there's been many a times this season where he's saved us points and is also a World Cup winner so I'm sure he's more than aware of what mm. his responsibilities are now one thing for me staying with you James is Rogers, Brendan Rogers. I, I as much as it hurts me to admit it, I I thought he got his tactics spot on yesterday. I thought he implemented his wide play as well, especially Tete making his debut, bringing Christiansen in as well, made a difference for them, and they looked to really press Villa high. And it hurt us at times, and we almost looked shell shocked, you know, after that first goal. Like Simon said, perhaps it was a confidence issue going forward. Um, how do you think Emery will implement our playstyle to? differentiate against Man City do you think he goes with it again and do you think we continue to try and play out the back obviously he's not going to go hoofball and start lumping it forward but how do we make that tweak
2: against City I think we'll see something similar to Tottenham I think we might see that 6-2-2 so we have the the wider players obviously doubling up making forcing them inside where we want to win the ball back off them and then you'll have the two midfielders and two forwards I think um, similar to when we played United in Emery's first game it he sort of kept a conventional back four, and then a box midfield, and then split strikers, and they were the width. And it really, I think we might see something like that because watching City just against Spurs, they were really poor um, defending transitions in the in those wide areas that they struggled. So I think that's where we'll target it in that sense. But you have to be on your game anyway. I mean, we'll need the wide players to to be really disciplined, helping out the fallbacks. Um, I, I wonder whether we're going to see double fullbacks at least maybe on one side, whether we see Cash as the right mid or we see Dino Moreno on the other side. It, it it will be interesting to see what he does, but you just know that he's going to have spent this week, maybe longer, preparing for this game because the sort of his bread and butter. He, he likes these tough games, being the underdog and sitting tight, breaking out, being incisive on the counter. So it, it will be an interesting game, and I, I like playing City in a sense as, at the same time as I do. not I feel like we always try and up our game against them, but we just fall short and soon we will get something out of them soon. I'm sure of it. And I'm I'm hoping it is next week. You mentioned team selection and
1: one player that comes to mind returning from injury is John McGinn. He was on the bench on Saturday and ended up not coming on, whether that be due to short fitness or
2: whatever. Do you see him making a return to the starting lineup? Potentially. He's, he's, uh... He's very different, obviously, to the likes of having Ramsey who likes to carry the ball and, and, and link up and then you've got Buendia who he drifts in as a, as a 10 at times and he's begins more of a, he's industrious, he'll get on the ball, he'll look to hold his man off and then he, he will look to play a switch or drive at, at, at teams, he, but he's really disciplined in those areas, he, he has that sort of knack of knowing where to be out wide there, so I think it's it, it, Pot- a potential that he, he will play. He could play either as that left mid or the right mid. Really, he he, he could play on that right side and be uh, looking to swing crosses in from that side. He could just be disciplined on the left and and up to play in field. But I, I suppose it does depend on his fitness as well, because you know his match sharpness won't be fully there. We, we might we might just see him come off, come on in the second half. You know, thirty minutes depending on how the game's going. Really, Simon, I'm going to switch it over to you, and I'm going to
1: mention your favourite player here, Leon Bailey. Uh, what did you make of him on Saturday?
3: Bailey, um, I, he started really, really well. You know, obviously, he was heavily involved in the first goal, uh, breaking down the right before bringing it into to Brent I think even before that, he he uh, got past the full-back and, and pulled it back for Ramsey, who probably should have done a bit better. But then he just he he kind of had one of those back games that Bailey gives you sometimes where. He's, he's, he's got real, real ability. I think everyone can, can see that. But at times, it's almost like he tries to do too much. And for me, it's just, you know, with with wingers like that, you, if you show me a consistently performing winger, I'll show you a £100 million footballer who doesn't play for Aston Villa. Like, and that's just the brutal reality. People like Bailey, I think Troyore is the same. They're clearly good, talented footballers, but there's a reason that they play for Villa and they don't play for like Man City or, or Liverpool or whoever because they they are. I mean, ringers are inconsistent by their very nature, and you know the the top ones. There's a reason that they're at that the big clubs. So Bailey, you know, he's I, I do like him, and I, I think he I think he's someone that that you've got to be playing in the team because he's he's really the only real. Real like pure pace player that we have in a midfield area that, that that can carry the ball and I think especially away at Man City you know we're not going to have the ball for a lot of the game it'll, it'll be similar to the the home game against them when we got the points where you know we're going to spend most of it defending but when you get the ball you need people like Bailey you need Watkins to uh, and probably Ramsey as well. So when they do get the ball, they can carry it and they can carry it at pace. So I think uh, um hopefully he'll uh, he'll have a bit more of a, a consistent performance next weekends but yeah he's a, he's he's definitely a marmite figure amongst some fans and I think he's I think he's one of those that that does get sort of harshly criticized as well. Like you know I'm not gonna pretend that he doesn't have poor games and you know there are things that he can improve on but I sometimes think him and there's a few players in that Villa squad that really get an unfair amount of stick.
0: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
1: I mean, yeah. And if you're asking me, um, the people around me sat at the ground completely back up what you say in the fact that unfair stick. um, I think he is a bit of a scapegoat at times. Granted, there are opportunities where I feel as though he makes the wrong decision a lot, but that's... That's part and parcel of being a footballer and being a young, exciting footballer is you're going to make mistakes and you're going to make the wrong decisions. He ended up being brought off for the debutant
2: John Duran. James, what did you think of his cameo? Yeah, it was a nice little cameo, to be fair. I think you sort of saw what he can offer. Um, there was at times his, his running style and how he is on the ball, it really reminded me of um, the the way he ran. But he's got that physical ability. He's got... The pace, It looks like his, his hold-up plays. Is, is all right. It only came into him two or three times, but he was able to first-time pop it off into a midfielder. I think it could be a threat, and it looked like he was comfortable playing wide right as well as probably being able to play centrally as well and maybe even on the left. So I think he'll be handy. He sort of gives us another avenue because, I mean, obviously, Bailey's it is a 1v1 man. He's looking to try and beat his man. Watkins, he likes to drift wide too, and he'll look to try and play on the shoulder. Devan can be a bit more of a physical player. He looks like you could play into him like we used to play into Benteke. You know, not always, not one-dimensional, but he gives you that that extra avenue to use. So I think we will see quite a lot of him this season regularly off the bench. Um, And if he plays his way into the team, then great. Yeah, it was a nice little uh, cameo from him.
1: I mean, I had my heart in my mouth where after the first few minutes he came on, he got absolutely annihilated by Kagla so ain't you? But in the end, yeah, he looks as though he has a, a good, strong yard of pace. So, you know, that could be quite exciting, especially with his aerial presence. I'm going to move over and I'm going to change the topic slightly. Now, Simon, you were at the game yesterday. And unless you've been living under a rock or you don't have social media, there has been... A lot of noise from Villa fans about our home atmosphere so far this season, whether that be coming from, well, all four corners of the stand, if you like. And there have been ways in which we have tried to implement change at villa park for example project b6 who i'm a big fan of uh introduced the term scarf saturday where they encourage fans to bring along their scarves to really try and make a better atmosphere and i thought it was a really good atmosphere until we conceded our first and then it sort of suddenly went flat how, how did you find it
3: yeah i, t- I totally agree i, I thought you no know, getting Quite a few of the games, certainly since Emery's come in. It has, I think, been a pretty good atmosphere because we've had fast starts taking the lead. I think, like, four or five games within the first 10 minutes, we've gone ahead. And that obviously gets the crowd going. But, but like you say, that I think just how quickly they equalise and the manner of it just seems to really deflate the crowds. But then, to be fair, I, I thought initially they 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 started they got it going again. And once we we took the lead again, I I thought it was pretty decent. But I think that going in at half time, where you know, two minutes before half time, you two one up and then you're going three, two down. I think it I think it just took the stuffing out of everyone really. And then what you got was certainly with a, a number of people who sit around me, is the they see, they seem to have an allergic reaction to the way we try and play out from the back now. And you kind of like, I, I'm getting to this age where like I'm so tempted to just turn around and say, look, learn to, to live with this or stop coming because this is going to, this is how we're going to play under Emerines. I think when, you know, just, I mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm nervous at times when they're playing like that. But I support, you know, you've got to support that that way. And I think when the crowds get so vocally nervous. I don't, you know, that that's going to transmit onto the players and especially when you're losing as well. You know, at 40 down, okay, the game's gone. But at 3-2 down, you're still winning well the game. There's plenty of time. So, yeah, it's a funny one because, you know, sometimes you, you get the old argument that people always say, well, I pay my money, you know, I can have my opinion I can voice it. And to an extent, I do get that. But I think... You know, there's time and a place if something's going horrifically wrong. If you're if five, six nil down, yeah, fair enough. You know, be angry and, and you've got the right to be angry. But there's there's, there's so many occasions where you just I, sometimes I wonder what like, why do people spend their money to come and just moan and be miserable? Like, you know, as I say, if you're five, six nil down, fair enough. But in a game like that yesterday, when we're playing reasonably well, you know, the scoreline aside, we're playing pretty well. I just, I don't think it helps, but I don't, I don't really know what, I don't know how you change that.
1: I mean, I I completely agree. And I'm one to get nervous myself. However, I, I completely trust Emery. And I think that if you trust what Emery is trying to do, you've got to trust that the players on the pitch are going to do what he wants. And then you have to go along with it. And, you know, I, I think you sum it up really well. In terms of our atmosphere, I actually think it's a Premier League problem and not a Aston Villa problem because going away from home, there's so many times where I'll come out from that going, well, we heard nothing. You know, a lot is made of Newcastle's... Um, support and you know until they went three or four nil up they they weren't much better than us and granted once you go four nil up of course it's going to be an electric atmosphere so yeah I mean I think you sum it up really well I was disappointed with how many people left on the fourth goal yesterday it was something like the 70th minute and you know about 20,000 people walked out but again if if you pay your money then to a certain degree you are you are completely allowed to support the team in whichever way you want now i'm coming up to my favorite part of this episode and the reason it's a favorite part of this episode is cuz normally it's my worst part of the episode and that is the three word reviews normally I am sat in your place and I have to come up with something however as Cole's given me the hot seat I am void from that today so James because you're newbie I'll give you a little bit of a break to think of it so Simon <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus here what is your three word review
3: oh god um oh god you've you put me on the spot there do you know I always know that this is coming up and I never ever think of anything before and um Disappointing but positive. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, disappointing (laughs) but positive.
1: I mean, yeah, they're they're never great on this channel. James, have you got anything to offer us? Can I use three buzzwords? Sure. Go for it. Um sloppy, frustrating, developing. Yeah, and I mean, I completely agree with all of that. They're better than any ones we've ever come up with. Yeah,
3: you can come (laughs) back on.
1: (laughs) Now, I I quite like it because I've had a lot of time to think about this because I knew I was going to ask it. So mine is going to be another missed opportunity. I was going into today and I remember turning around to the people next to me going, this is a massive game with the results that, you know, Fulham Chelsea drawing the night before. It felt as though we could really make a stamp on the top half, but in typical Villa fashion, we, we fail to do so. Moving on, Simon, who was your man of the match?
3: Um, I'll go, I'll go Watkins. You no, know, he took his goal well and was, a uh, you know, involved in the second goal as well. And he, he, he does a lot of things well. I mean, he, he does frustrate me sometimes with his, uh, finishing, but no, yeah, I'll go Watkins.
2: And James? Buendia for me. He, uh, it looked like he was in his element, especially first half. He looked was popping balls off to, to everyone and, and moving into space, creating opportunities. It looked like he was at, at his best yesterday. Yeah, and I'd probably
1: go with Brendier as well. Now, it's interesting to me that he has hit the bar on three of his last occasions where he's where he's had a shot and he's the only player to hit the bar in the last three occasions for Aston Villa. He's he's come so close recently. Um it just seems as though he's one to, he's got a magnifying stick on that on, on that bar, if you like. James, how how do you think Brendia can up his game to up his goal contributions? Because we're seeing the performances now, and I'm I'm absolutely loving it. The fact that he's getting a run in this team because obviously
2: it wasn't the case under Gerard, How can he take his game to the next level? Hard to say in a way, but I think it, sometimes he can just simplify it. You know, it, he's one of those players that will look to play that. Cutting, cutting edge paths. Um, sometimes I think maybe he could see the bigger picture where if he plays it into another player, he's got the space to move into. But he likes to try and find this, the, the pass into that space. So I think, if anything, it's just getting used to the system even more uh, and seeing a couple of steps ahead. But yeah, he, he's, he's growing into it. And what I've liked is he, he's been a threat around the, the, the goal at the moment. I mean, his, his leap, I, I don't know how... How he can get that high for for such a small bloke, really? It, it's incredible. It's, it's one of the wonders of the world, really. Um, it was it was almost like that header against Everton last season, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, he's he's been getting around the goal a lot better. He nearly scored. He he basically made that first goal from hitting the bar. Um, but yeah, he's progressing. I think if he finds that consistency, he's a massive player for us. But I think like everyone, it's getting used to the system, patience and just developing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm I'm one of his biggest fans.
1: I really like how he plays football and how he certainly carries the ball forward. I think it's a real asset to us. Obviously, Man City coming up and we'll have a preview episode out in the week. Confident? Simon's face says says not so much.
3: I think City obviously losing today. You know, the whole wounded animal argument sort of comes into your mind, but... I
2: don't
3: know, I mean, because I've got such faith and belief in Emery and he's a he's type of manager, he, he, he's, not, he's not just going to play exactly the same way regard, like in terms of like, specific game plans, uh, regardless of the opposition. He, he looks at who we're playing against and, and, and comes up with a way of playing against them. So from that point of view, I'm confident that, that there will be a, a proper plan to, to not just get a point, but to actually try and go win that game. But it's it's just whether they that, that plan gets executed properly or not. I think it's it's a like City are they're having a funny season. And I think the important if we're gonna go and go and get anything, we, we need a good start. If you can go to 15, 20 minutes and and not concede, you know, maybe even take the lead in that game. Because we are, you know, yesterday aside have been excellent defensively, pretty much under Emery. if you can get ahead then there's every chance that we'll go and take all three points there.
1: Now, I'm really enjoying throwing you under the bus, so I'm going to do it again for both of you and ask for your score prediction for the Man City game. We usually don't do this, but um,
2: yeah, I'm enjoying it too much. James? I'm going 1-1, one, one, same as the reverse fixture. Simon? Yeah, I'll, I'll go 1-1 one, one as well, yeah. you going 1-1 one, one as well? Yeah, I will do, yeah.
1: Oh, you're both sitting on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, th- I think that's a good place to round off this episode. A massive thanks to both of you for joining me. Obviously, James, if you want to find him out on Twitter, it is at the Holt 1874. And Simon's Twitter needs no introduction now, at Cy O'Regan. If you are new around here, make sure to follow us on Twitter at 7500 to halt. There will be a preview episode coming out in the week to look further into detail against the game at the Etihad at the weekend. Thank you for joining us, and up the villa.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.